we are back for our Thanksgiving edition, if you will. Is it Thanksgiving? Is it dropping the week of Thanksgiving? I don't know when this is coming out. I don't... Th- I think this episode's dropping uh, next week, and then the episode I'll record next week will be dropping Thanksgiving week. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Or no. I got it. Yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Right? Yes. Because we're recording next week, but we're not recording the 28th. Right. Okay. Yes. So I guess this episode will be dropping on the 23rd, which is before Thanksgiving. True, true, true. So. Well, this episode was previously recorded this summer um, before Alicia and I had really locked down how we wanted to do this podcast and how we wanted it to run. So it's definitely going to be a little different in the way. It's a little rough. (laughs) Yeah, it's very, very rough. This is like a deep cut, rough cut of what we originally were going to do, which was basically us picking books for each other to read that we had already read. So obviously that we haven't stuck to that um, because those episodes... It was a little too hard to implement. Yes. (laughs) Yes. There were a lot of misgivings and missteps with it. So we decided for the Thanksgiving episode, we were just going to do this and kind of put this one out there for you guys to enjoy because I really loved reading this book. I loved Wilder Girls. I thought it was such a great book that like I wanted I wanted to put this one out even if it wasn't (laughs) our best. I actually I I would say I think Wilder Girls maybe was one of our better episodes out of the ones that we recorded. How many did we record like four? We recorded like four. Yeah that have not seen the light of day except for this one. We did, like, a month of recordings, and then we're just like, nope, trash it. Burn it. Exactly. Burn it. Yep. It was so sad. Yeah. <laughs> so, we hope you guys like this one. If you want to leave us feedback and let us know what you thought, that would be great. Or don't. Or don't. Or don't. Just remember the golden rule. If you don't have anything nice to say, keep it to your fucking self. Don't say it. <laughs> exactly. Or at least leave some, like, valid, like, constructive yes. criticism. <laughs> If you're just going to flame us, like, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point of trying to learn? There's nothing to learn from you telling me to go fuck myself. Me? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Like that yeah. review. Okay. Well, we hope you guys like this one and we'll catch you at the end. Yeah. So should we start off with what we are drinking to- this today? I am drinking a Stella. <laughs> I again, know. Because it's my favorite. So I'm drinking it again. Again? I've decided to change Ooh. it up, and I have some. Is it just a shot rum. of rum? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, well, it's I don't know how to explain it. It's like, I mean, you can see it. Like it's kind of milky. So I just drink. I usually drink it like over some ice, but as I was complaining to my dad downstairs, we have no ice because my dad someone steals it all. I mean, my dad he casually does. sips on tequila. Like, <laughs> just like he'll be sitting in his chair in our family room because we're like he just has his chair and he'll just be sitting in it, sniffing it. And then sipping it, right. I'm like, who the fuck just sips on tequila? Could not be me. I would down that shit in Couldn't two seconds. Where's my lime? Where's my salt? Let's do Could it. Could not be like, me. Yeah, I feel like this is, like, more, like, meant to sip on. Because, I don't know, I couldn't, I guess you could put this, like, oh, you know, it could make a really nice, like, mudslide with this. Yum. Be, like, a chocolate banana mudslide. But, yeah, I usually just, like, sip on it, and it's usually just, like, about a shot's worth. I usually put it over ice, but I have no ice, so I'm just gonna have to sip it with no ice. Yeah, my mom just got really mad at me that I was drinking at 
one o'clock in the afternoon. She's like, do you really need to be drinking that? And I was like, yes, I will not be painted as a liar. We're not liars. For not drinking while we do this. So if I get in trouble, I'm blaming it on this. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Um, I did not get questioned because I did not get caught. So My mom was making my dad's lunch because, yes, she still makes his lunch. My mom does the same thing. And I had to pull it out <laughs> of the fridge behind her. So she saw me, like, take the... What's it called? The... The bottle opener? Yeah, the bottle opener. She's like, a beer at this hour? I was like, yes. Yes. You're also unemployed, so it's like, hmm... The Babysitter's Club just came out on Netflix. I watched it all. Let's quickly, let's talk about I haven't watched are. it yet, but... Okay, well, it's super good. As any 90s kid, um, good 90s kid should know, mm-hmm. The Babysitter's Club is phenomenal. We love, Iconic. we stand. Um, But it's been, yeah, it's been adapted by Netflix. And um, I've watched it all. It's amazing. So many good points. How many episodes is it? I think it's only like 10 or 12. It's really like not horrible. Okay. And the episodes are really, sh- like, they go really quick. <clears throat> okay. But... I just saw that Alicia Silverstone is on it, and I was like, oh, Yes. But couldn't get Paul Rudd to play her husband? That would have been... I know. Full circle. But continue. So, I really quickly want to talk about which one out of the babysitters we would be. I would be Marianne. Okay. Why? Because she's really sensitive and quiet, and I'm also very sensitive and can be pretty quiet. Like, there's one point in the movie, or in the movie, in the show, that she, like, l- like all the babysitters are, like, yelling at her because she, like, did something. It's not, like, particularly her fault. She just doesn't know how to, like, speak up for herself, which I also have problems with, and I also don't like confrontation. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I hate confrontation so much. Yeah. If I can avoid it, I will, because I just don't like it. But um, she, like, starts crying because they all start, like, not yelling at her, like, screaming, but, like... Being like, why did you do that? Blah, blah, blah. And she starts, like, crying because she's, like, really sensitive. And I was like, that's definitely something I would have done as, like, a 12-year-old. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It was really relatable. Which one would I be? Hmm. That's a good question. I feel like you... Because I haven't watched it yet. And it's been a long time. Okay, so you probably would be... I feel like Christy would probably be... Like, you'd probably be, like, a mis- mix of Christy and Stacy. I feel like. I mean, those are such white bread names that, like, it makes sense. Like, I am so... <laughs> so Christy is kind of, like, she, like, takes... She's, like, a take charge kind of girl and, like, yeah, she, yes. she's bossy and... Um, yes. I'm very... Yeah, exactly. So I feel like you would be, like, mostly Christy but with, like, a little bit of Stacy because Stacy, like, has... Stacy has, um, diabetes. No, are you calling and, me that? Like, <laughs> no. She has type 1 diabetes, first of all. <laughs> And second of all, in, like, I mean, the second or third episode, she has to deal with it because it's like, has, like, a lot of stigma towards it. And obviously you had to deal with, like, the stigma of, like, dyslexia because of your... Being really fucking dumb and dyslexic, yes. Yeah, and your horrible school and all that. Oh, people don't forget. Thank you for acknowledging that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, like, uh, I don't know, Stacey is, like, she's a really good friend. Oh. And is she's also, like, I don't know, she's so sweet. I don't know. She's so cute. So I feel like you would be definitely be like mostly Christy, but with like a like a little bit of like Stacy. You feel me? We respect that. Yeah, I, I like that. I'll take it. You have to watch it. It's fantastic. So today we're talking about my pick, Wilder Girls by Rory Powers. Fun fact. Yes. She just came out with another book. Did she? It's coming out soon. Really? It will be out by the time that this comes out. I don't think it's a. Is it a sequel? I don't think it's a sequel, which is like really frustrating okay. because I want a sequel. 
Yes. I want a sequel. Yes. I need it in my life. But continue. Wilder Girls by Rory Powers. Yeah. By Rory Powers. Uh, and yeah, what did you, what are your like initial thoughts? Just like briefly. So before going into it, first of all, I loved that right. cover. Let's. I know, right? Oh, that was beautiful. Very beautifully well done. Very. And I don't particularly like people on covers, and that one's just great. Yeah, neither do I. I feel like it it projects too much like a lot of what i love about books is that you can come up with the what the characters look like yourself right you're not told exactly. to know what they look like but i didn't hate it with this i didn't especially because of of what they their disabilities go through. yeah and what they go through does to them physically i liked being able to see it um so i loved loved that cover and then prior to reading it i had heard about it I had wanted to read it, so when you said it, I was like, yes, let's go. Perfect. A reason to yes. read it, because I need reasons to read, because I <laughs> prefer watching Netflix. Anyway, I wasn't expecting it to be what it was, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be so unique, if that's the right word I was looking for. Yeah. But I also love how the author portrays these teenage girls because they're all teenagers and they all regardless of the situation they're in they're gonna act like teenage girls and while that was hella frustrating at points yes i I appreciated it in that it really added to their characterizations and their development at throughout the book so i i loved this book i thought it was great how many stars would you give it out of five are we doing half stars? Yeah, of course. I would give it four and a half stars. And I give it that half because I just felt like there was so much that can be explored, that could be explored, and not knowing if there's going to be a sequel or not. If there's no sequel, I'm going to be very left very unsatisfied by this. I give it on Goodreads like a four. I think I stay with by that four. There's just like the, as we'll get into, the... If there's a sequel, it'll help the rating, I think. I could go up to like a four and a half. I don't think, no offense, I don't think this book is like a five star book for me, but I definitely could see it being four and a half if there's a sequel, because that'll like leave me a little more like satisfied, I guess. Because you like, as we'll talk about like the ending, it's just like, there are a lot of areas where I was like, why, what? And you didn't really get that last push to finish, so... I, I did right. like the story. I thought it was very unique. Although, I don't know if this was a great quarantine read because... I was just about to get into that. So, basically, I read this book back in, I think it was, like, October. And it, like, just came out last year in, like, the summer, I think in July. And read this, and I was like, wow, this is, like, really interesting. Whatever. But, wow, does this hit different now? Yeah. In the COVID-19 quarantine world. I, yeah, how ironic that we're covering this. <laughs> right now currently but basically wilder girls is set around this school for girls there's about 100 girls in the school named araxter they're on a island off of maine and the book mainly follows these three best friends hetty brian uh what is it bry buy it buy it sorry i want to say briar for some reason and and reese and it centers around their experience on this island which they are quarantined on because there is some strange mysterious outbreak that has happened 
just on that island that is affecting the girls and the staff. <clears throat> so right off, we get to kind of to first know the kind of dynamic between the three girls, which is like um, Hetty and uh, Byatt are kind of like the strong two, you know? Yeah. They're like the main pair in the trio. I imagine it, like, if they're walking on a sidewalk, it's Hetty and Byatt yes. standing next to each other, and then Reese has to be, like, that awkward friend that walks behind them. Yes. Yes! And, like, yes. as someone who has been in that position many a times, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. Make room, people. Put Elbow other people on the sidewalk out of the way. Just make sure you've got all, both sides covered, because you don't <laughs> want to be that the tip of the triangle. All right? That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah, so you kind of it starts out like uh, having you get to know with these girls and their relationship. Um, you find out that this mysterious disease is called the tox, and this tox has like kind of affected everyone on the island in different ways. Uh, Hetty loses her like eye, I believe it's her right eye, and yeah, Byatt has two spines. She's like a spine that's like outside of her like body which i'm like like it like protrudes so you can like see it yes and i'm just like is that yes. just scoliosis <laughs> it kind of reminded me of like a stegosaurus yes you know yes that's what i thought yeah and then reese which who i think has like the most interesting like deformity or like mutation is she has a scaled a, sil- a silver scaled hand dope which yeah that's so cool i mean if I could pick one of those. When I was reading it, I couldn't tell if it was just like her whole hand is like scaled or if it's like it comes yeah. to like a point where it's like a claw. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't yeah. figure it out. Like a lizard kind of. I kept imagining her with just like a clawed hand because you see like when they're doing <laughs> shooting practice, she can't participate because of her hand. So I'm like, is it just like a claw or is it like her whole hand is just like stuck in like this scaled state? So that was like another reason why I wasn't like, like that could have been fully fleshed out more. To explain that better. I think what I would have... I pictured when I read this was, like, that she had, like, a clawed kind of hand. Like, maybe a couple fingers were, like, clawed, and then others were just, like, just had the scales on it. But since, like, if, you know, two of your fingers are, like, stuck in, like, the bent clawed position, like, there's no way you're going to be able to, like, you know, practice target, you know, shooting. So, um, yeah, they start off there, and you quickly find out, like, that the that the school has been in quarantine for like a year and a half and at first they were trying to do classes which is kind of crazy don't you think they're like let's just keep doing classes i mean that's kind of what what our school was doing right before covid started like they kept trying right yeah they literally were told yeah fucking go home yeah oh yeah well new york city especially but we won't get into that yeah but they try to keep like having classes which i was like okay i mean i don't know how important math is going to be while you're stuck on this island while everyone is like literally like being like horribly deformed, deformed. and dying because like all of the teachers freaking like just drop dead right exactly i was about to say yeah like almost all the teachers slowly but surely like succumb to like the tox and they all like basically like die except for the headmistress and uh welch yeah i will say this i like I listened to this book while I was sanding and doing my Martha Stewart DIY bullshit (laughs) and I give props to the voices and the readers for this book because they had two different females reading it and they did a great job of just differentiating the voices so you knew someone else was talking 
And I love when they do that because like that just helps with processing what's happening. Because if it's just the one same voice throughout, you're going to get bored and it's not going to be fun. So good on these women for being good at their jobs. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I do like it when they have different narrators in audiobooks. Not like a ton of them, but like if you have two, that's like real nice. nice. But yeah, so you find out they've been in quarantine for a year and a half and all these, almost all their teachers have um, died from this virus. And every season, they get these flare-ups and they progressively get worse and worse. Which I thought was, like, really interesting that they have, like, cycles or seasons for these flares. Yeah. But, yeah, so they have these flare-ups. And especially, you see this through Byatt, who they mention has worse and worse flare-ups as the cycle goes on. And it leaves them kind of, like, helpless. They're not able to really move or anything. They're, like, you know, blocked off to the rest of the student body population when they have these flare-ups i mean like i liked in the beginning of the book that they do a really good job of just describing their everyday life very quotidian very structured because they have to do the same things to keep themselves protected but i also noted so in the beginning of the book you see hetty and buy it working on gun shift which is like when they have to stand on the roof of the school and make sure none of the animals that all also have the talks don't get into the school so they have to stand with guns and like make sure that none of them like get in and i just noted petty has some codependency issues with by it yes I yes like, i did pick really that up unhealthy honey like yes which you like sh- it gets progressively worse throughout the book how much she depends on her yes. relationship with wyatt buy it god damn it yeah buy it buy it yeah it's kind of crazy especially because throughout the whole book you kind of realize up until a certain point where it's revealed that buy it kind of has like a secret that she's not really told any told anyone and i think hetty at some point makes a remark that like buy it is always she always lies for her you know covers up yeah for her so she doesn't get in trouble but like it never really occurs to hetty that buy it could be keeping a secret from her which is unhealthy yeah which, like, no shade on by it. I used to lie as a kid all the time, and that's on my ADD. But, like, she has, like, that issue where she's like, I can't believe she's lying to me. And I'm like, yeah, bitch. I know. It's just, like, such an interesting relationship those two have because, like, Hetty is so codependent on by it. By it's, like, so headstrong. She's like, I don't really need you, but I like you. Yeah. You stick around. Exactly. Yeah, but I also liked in this book that they, yeah, like, like you were saying, they have all these structures and like normal day-to-day activities and they all have jobs which I thought was like interesting (laughs) so one of the jobs is a gun gun shift right that's what Hetty and Byatt uh, do in the beginning of the book right and then the other one that's really a coveted position um at least to like the main characters that we hear from is boat boat girl boat shift yeah and boat shift and they really recent especially like really really wants to be on boat shift and i feel like the like plot really starts like right when hattie gets chosen to be on the boat shift yeah reese attacks her like because so the boat shift has three girls on it and one of the girls decides she doesn't want to do it anymore so they have to replace her and reese wants it because she wants to go out onto the island and find her dad who was working in the school when the talks was like started to flare out and everyone started getting it and he just went off into the woods and was like I'm not gonna kill any of you I'm just gonna go let myself die out here so she wants to get on boat shift so she can get out onto the island find and find her dad. her dad and then 
Hetty ends up getting picked for that position, and Reese bugs out. She jumps she her. Flips. And I wrote, I was like, I wrote down, I was like, Reese is a choking kink. There. I said it. She <laughs> literally just grabs her and starts choking her. And then, like, disappears for, like, three days and won't talk to her. I'm like, that is such teenage girl shit. Like, it let is. me jump so you is. and then never talk to you again. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, so it's, like, quite something. So, yeah, Hetty gets chosen to be on boat shift and she goes to her first shift and oh boy do we learn some things listen i welsh is sus do not trust her she is a fuggly slut yeah like (laughs) if you didn't get that mean girls reference you should not be listening to this podcast but (laughs) yeah so it's crazy because they like make it's all this big to do that they're going out to boat shift and and hattie was chosen because they thought she could keep the secret and whatnot so they go out there and it's like this long trek to like the other side of the island and they get out there and the navy comes and drops them off like a shipment of all these goods and stuff food and i'm sure i think ammunition yeah, right they drop off ammunition supplies like things that they need to fucking live live yeah and then like they go through it all well and like instructs them to go through it all and they like basically only like pick out like the crappy stuff yeah literally they toss like half the shit in the ocean yeah isn't that crazy and Hetty's like what the fuck yeah she's like what is going on and here like keep your fucking mouth shut let's go back yeah she literally is like you don't keep your mouth shut oh baby we're gonna have some problems you keep your mouth shut you get fed and like right. she ba- well she basically is like they put pesticides and poison on the fruit and that's why we throw it out because it's gonna basically it's gonna kill you if you eat it and she's like but yeah. like we're already half dead what do you mean like we need this yeah food. they send us plenty of fucking shampoo yeah. she makes it very evident they send them plenty of shampoo so you learn that like well she's like basically like cutting their food supply in half because she's trying to quote unquote protect the girls which we'll get into a little bit later i have my own theories <laughs> but so they get back from boat shift and chaos ensues <laughs> like they basically you know as per usual dump it all out and Hetty quickly realizes that by it is nowhere to be found and right isn't that what happens if you're talking about what i think you're talking about i think that happens like a day later i think she by it is in she's in quarantine no not yet not in the yet, room not right yet. um she, she's not, like, in the sick Yeah, day? no, not yet. <laughs> she goes in, and Reese is nowhere to be found. Byatt is, like, you look sick because she had just found out that, like, they were getting all this food, but they weren't actually giving it to the girls. So she's, like, go sleep it off. And then she, oh, yeah, and yeah, she yeah. and Byatt have, like, this heart-to-heart. She's, like, you... Um, no. Welsh pulls her aside and was, like the girls are figuring the other girls in the house are figuring out something is going on with you and reese you need to sort this out every like part of being a gun uh, part of being a boat shift girl is that you make everything look like it's all rainbows and sunshine yeah so if you're having problems that's not a good look you need to go and sort that out so she goes and has this conversation with reese like saying i didn't want this this wasn't my choice I didn't see her dad while I was out there. And then another girl, I think it was 
what was it? Who was it? Lisa? Julia. Julia, maybe, comes running out to the two of them because they're outside by the ocean and is like, by it collapsed, by it's having a flare up. You need to go. Oh, to yes, her. yes. So they both run to the kitchen and she's like collapsed with like a fucking tin of crackers in her hand and is like spazzing out on the floor. And yeah, Wyatt, and she's like freaking out. She's like, I've never missed one of Byatt's flare ups. And I was like, okay, drama, calm down. <laughs> but yes, now we're, yes, we got it. We're where you're talking about. <laughs> Again, it's been like a year since I read this. And I so just read it. So as much as I I'm... skimmed it, right. As much as I can skim it. Also, I don't have like the physical copy. I took this out from the library. So Ooh, I had to like try to scroll. Skull. We do. So I had to scroll through um, the ebook version, also from the library. Mm-hmm. But, you know. That's kind of difficult because you yeah. have to like swipe through, but yeah. So then, buy it basically gets, uh, I think, sequestered to their room for a little bit. She gets sent up to in, uh, infirmary, and right, Hetty is just like, "Can I go see her?" And headmistress is like, "And they're like, no, yeah, what, like, bitch, no." <laughs> so then she sneaks out of quarantine. Qu- yeah, like so, she, Hetty sneaks out of her room, and like freaking parkour is on the outside of the building up to (laughs) the infirmary like she climbs out of a window climbs up to another one and the whole time i was just thinking alexa play don't be suspicious like trying not to get caught (laughs) she's like yeah literally every single room in the infirmary and by it is like not up there she's ghost nowhere to be found gone gone so she has to scale down the side of the building again and go back to her room but before that she overhears a conversation between Welsh and a man on a walkie-talkie, basically saying, like, we need to return this body. Like, we need to get this person off the island, blah, blah, blah. Basically, she hears this conversation and thinks Byatt is still it's on Byatt. the island or yes. in the building, essentially. So she goes back to her room after fucking scaling the side of the building again and wakes up Reese and is like, you want to break quarantine? And Reese is like, no. Real girlfriends ask if their other if their girlfriend wants to break quarantine with them. Yeah, this is before they were girlfriends. Oh. I know. But they do end up being girlfriends. So, like, we love that. We love the homosexual tension between the two of them. I really honestly didn't see them two. I could have seen, like, Byatt and Reese. Because Byatt and Reese were being a little, you know, Sneaky. Sus-, sus. Don't be suspicious. Yeah. Don't be suspicious. Continue. Yeah, so like the whole time I was like, oh, buy it and Reese. Like, I can see that. So, like, when this came out of like, Left. out of fruition, I was like, okay. I, I mean, I, I was suspicious. No, I was like, I'm suspicious that one of them, like, the pair of them were going to get together. Didn't see this one happening, but we'll go with it. I don't hate it. But I don't hate it. But yeah, we, they, um, they break out, break quarantine, which was like the number one rule that they were not supposed to do. Yeah, they break out and try and track, buy it down. So they follow Welsh. They know that they're going to be picking up the per- the body person from Reese's old house, which is on the island, because she lived there with her dad when her dad was still employed there. And so they go to the house and they wait for her to get there. And then Reese, or not Reese, um, Welsh... Welsh and Taylor, the gr- the girl that was on gun shift that dropped her position, are carrying like this body bag to her old like very rundown house, 
Yeah. And they find out that it's Mona, a different girl from the school that is dead, like gone. And then they get jumped by Reese's dad. Yeah. So, yeah, he comes out of nowhere. And this is kind of horrifying. Like, so Reese's, um, from what I understand, Reese doesn't really know her mother. So she only had her dad her whole entire life, even before this happened. And he, you know, left her to protect her and the other girls. And she held on to this hope this whole time that her dad was still alive and still okay. And suddenly he comes out of nowhere and he's like totally been taken over by the tox and is like attacking them and like basically forces Hetty to make this horrible decision where she has to shoot him or else he's going to be, he's going to kill both Hetty and Reese. Which I feel like the shooting like didn't work. Like he was so like taken over by like the tox, which like, I feel like it turned his innards into like nature like, he was shooting fucking branches out of his hands like he's fucking Spider-Man. I know. And choking his daughter. It was hella graphic. Like, it was very graphic. Yeah. So, I think, what did she do? She, like, dug into his chest and, like, ripped out his, like, beating heart. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, or something like that. So, they do this. And then they hear, like, a boat coming. And they're like, oh, fuck. We gotta go. And they dip. <laughs> And leave his dead body there yeah. next to the dead body that the CDC yeah. had to pick up. And the whole time they're running back to the yes. school, all Hetty can think about is, oh my God, what if they find out we broke quarantine? Honey, you left an extra body there. They're gonna fucking figure <laughs> it out. They're going to find out. You broke, like, yeah. it doesn't matter if they figure out if it's you or not. They know you left another body that was not supposed to be there. And she, like, doesn't get it. She's like, what if they, what if they figure it out? No. What if? What, what if they find out? If? They are going to figure what it if? out. What if? It's indefinite. So, like, Reese is very wounded. They're able to, like, scale a wall on the side of the school to get back over and into the building. Her shoulder is, like, yeah. dislocated. It's a hot mess. She's all sorts of messed. Julia wakes them up, essentially. They go back to their room, and Julia wakes her up, and is like, we have to go. And usually it's Welsh that wakes them up for boat shift, because it's very early in the morning. And they go downstairs, and Welsh and the headmistress are talking about what's going on, like, what's happening. And Welsh is very disoriented. She doesn't know what's going on. So they go out to go do this boat shift, and Julia, like, is one of the girls on boat shift tells Hetty something's going on. Here's a fucking pistol in case things go south. Yeah, I remember that. So, I mean, I basically read more of the second half because I a lot of stuff happens in the second half, like, very fast. So I couldn't, like, quite remember everything that happens when they lead up to rescuing by it because I was like, how do they even rescue by it? I don't even remember this because it was so fast. Um, but I want to back up because we didn't even talk about yes, buy it. Buy it. So, my girl. so basically we can cut here, you know, they get back and eventually scale the building, get back into mm-hmm. the room, their room and are like, I hope we don't mm. get caught. I hope yeah. no one finds out that we broke quarantine. <laughs> sure. Okay. Meanwhile, buy it is on the clear. We cross, don't know where she is yet. Like other side. I mean, they, I, they eventually find out, but to make it easier for people, you find, buy it as on the other side of the island in this, like, facility set up by the CDC. That used to be the old welcome center for the school. Yeah, which, that's yeah. all sorts of <laughs> fucked up. Welcome, here are all of our dead bodies. Can you just imagine? 
Yeah, literally. So Baya gets sent to this testing facility um, that's run by the CDC where they're testing students to find a cure for the tox. And she is, it turns out, like, number nine or ten. Yeah, it was, like, one of those numbers. It was, like, enough to be a little kind of horrifying because there's only, like, a hundred students, like, left on this, like, island. So, Byatt is, like, very, like, hazy, like, clearly, like, either drugged or going through it through the tox and has all of these scientists, you know, telling her stuff. And through her haze, she can kind of figure out that She's, you know, at the testing facility, they're trying to, like, test her to figure out, like, a a virus, like, the cure for the virus, and, like, everyone else who's been there, who's been a test subject, has died. Well, so, backtracking a little bit, too, also, with Mona, she had been a test subject there. They had thought that she had been cured and had sent her back to the school only for her to end up dying, and that's why they had to ship her body off back to the CDC, because they couldn't burn her body. Essentially, they had to figure out what what went wrong with that cure that she was given. So when Byatt is in this facility, we meet Teddy, sweet Teddy. Teddy, sweet sweet baby baby angel. Sweet baby angel. um, a Navy recruit who they brought in to kind of act, I guess, as muscle to, like, protect the scientists and things like that. And he gets really close with Byatt. It makes her feel really comfortable. They say he's- I'm picturing him as gorgeous. Yes. Like, just just as gorgeous man. Stan. um he's 19. but i also picture him as like a 20 year old yeah he, they say he's 19 she's 17 so like they have that closeness and age where he's like right he's naive enough to think that what they're doing is gonna work which oh right sweetie. exactly i know we we love yeah and then they he ends up taking her on a walk they tell her she's not allowed to talk anymore because her voice the pitch of her voice can just hit a certain note that literally makes your bones shake like a human bone shake so she's not allowed to talk anymore so she's only allowed to write on like this so he comes in and he's trying he's trying to be like really nice to buy it because obviously the shit that she's been through is just like horrific awful yeah um so he takes her for a walk to the outs on the outside which he wasn't supposed to do and like takes her to a um takes her to the fence and they're just like breathing in the ocean and like it's really sweet and then he's sweet like you have to angels. stay back like he's in full like he's like wearing a mask like it's intense and then he ends up taking off the mask and they kiss which like you fucking idiot i know sweet moment sweet moment but like you fucking idiot right um and then they go back to her room and she's having a meeting with, I guess, was, like, a psychiatrist or psychologist, and she's, like, pushing Byatt's buttons. Like, she's asking about Hetty, she's yep. asking about Reese, and Byatt is very dead set on protecting the two of them. Like, the powerhouse she is, she jumps this doctor and bites her. Yes. Like, just tears into her flesh, and I'm like, yes, uh, say less, do more. And then Teddy. Sweet baby Teddy, angel. Sweet baby angel get sick because he kissed by it yeah and you just watch him go slowly insane yeah and eventually commit suicide yeah it's so incredibly sad it was so incredibly graphic i know i know that's like where the horror part of this book takes like takes hold because 
the like gory parts are very in detail and that's like where the horror comes in like truly can we also talk about how one of the doctors comes in is talking to buy it and she's just like i just don't understand like how he caught this like virus like he was she's just like yeah and by it's just like i know i have no idea yeah how he did that yeah that's so weird yeah she's like i don't understand either i did not mouth kiss him yeah and then in her head she's like yeah i fucking do i know why i fucking kissed that man did this to him (laughs) i'm the worst person yeah so that happens and then he literally kills himself yeah he because they show like how like if the tox likes you it will stay in your body but with him his body wasn't willing to i guess like house the tox so it literally just killed him yeah because he wasn't being a good host and she literally just had a watch from the other side of the room as he like hung himself yeah and i was like horrible sweet baby seriously so that yeah so then basically they find out that something like somehow teddy got contaminated and they start trying to shut stuff down that well that teddy got contaminated and they broke quarantine yes so they told the girls they had a one shot, like, if you break quarantine, that's it's done. it. And they found out. I wrote down, <laughs> basically, I was like, the most unbelievable part of this whole novel is that they would pack up only after one breach of quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> after we've gone like, through what we have. Like, teenage girls are gonna... Exactly. Yeah, so then we switch back to the camp, to Hattie's point of view, and uh, Julia wakes her up and is like, we're going. Another boat shift. And Hetty's like, yeah, Hetty's like, but Welch usually like wakes me up, like wakes you guys up, like what's going on? And Julia's like, there's no time, we have to go. And they rush out and meet the other girls and are given pistols, which Hetty's like, uh, what? We've never used these well, before. She, they only, Julia only gave Hetty a pistol because Hetty is like the best shot. They didn't give one to Carson. I thought Julia also had one though. Julia had one and, and Hetty had one, but Carson didn't. I don't remember this. I mean, again, <laughs> I read that a whole yeah, year it's been ago. A year. That's fair. But uh, this is the part where I really started like taking heavy notes because I was like, this is too much. So that's why I know like Carson didn't have a gun. Yeah. But so they get a pistol, which is like unusual. Hetty's like, I never shot a pistol. And Julia's like, okay, but I've seen you shoot. Like, you'll be fine. Don't worry. Which like, bet we love girls building girls up. <laughs> so they go Love that for they you. really do so we go out to get the you know drop off like usual except for this time there's only one box and in the box are these like containers you know of there's one canister yes and i have written down from carson she says where's the food and i said carson and i have the same priorities <laughs> Where is the food? That's so true. And then she also said, like, so when they open the canister, like, open it. So Hetty says, I can only see the way a Welsh slumps forward, her head in her hands. And I was like, me, all the time. Just my head in my hands, confused, conflicted. (laughs) We also find out Welsh is only 26. I'm sorry. She is very calm in this situation. I know. To be 26 years old. I would be rocking back and forth in the corner don't talk to this me. whole book i was led to believe that welsh was like 40 50 maybe yeah right no she's and then 26 you find out, yeah and like they they send a canister one canister of gas first of all carson is like oh they sent a cure if it was a cure they would not send one you dumb dumb like 
the CDC is basically telling all these kids to kill themselves. You're gonna die. Yeah. So, like, Welsh kind of, like, has a mental break at that point and is basically like, I have done everything I could to protect you girls. Nothing matters anymore. Like, this is the end. And basically hands Carson a knife and is like, kill me. Kill me. Yeah. Fucking just do it. stab me. So, like, Hetty and Julia whip out their guns. They're like, don't do it. that's gonna do something. Yeah. And I was like, I love how Julia is using like this very controlled tone to keep Welsh calm. I was like, I love when we, when crazy recognizes crazy (laughs) because it's just insane. And Welsh is like, do it, Carson, do it. And then she like takes Carson by the shoulders and just Just, like pulls her to her. Yeah, impels herself on the knife. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. And Carson like is just like, uh, what? But yeah, basically she kills them and is like, sayonara. Sorry. Which is, again, hella graphic. Horrible. Very graphic. And then they're like, we can't bring Welsh's body back with us. So they push her off the dock. Yes. And into the ocean. And I'm like, good, let the fucking sharks get her. Just terrible. Yeah. So they end up bringing this canister back. They send Carson ahead to get the headmistress. And she and Julia have to, like, carry, like, this giant thing back with them. And then yeah. they get through the gates and the headmistress just, like, comes running. Right. To find out what's going on. And they show it to her. And they're like, hi. What the fuck? Yeah. And How do like, I Go deal inside. with this? She's like, where's Welsh? And they're like, she dead. She, yeah. Peace. Goodbye. She dead. Like, they don't elaborate on the fact that she killed herself using Carson. Yeah. But they're just like, she dead. Yeah. And they're like, she's like, go get me Taylor. And I was like, why the fuck is she so reliant on this 17 year <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. But okay, s- go off, I guess. Basically, just craziness ensues. Everyone's running around. I think they do eventually find Taylor. And Taylor gets over to the headmistress. But during this time, you find out that they had not locked the gate correctly, right? This is like the middle of the night. They hear like noises. Yes. Super sketchy. I would have shit my pants. Yeah. Like, I would not have gotten out of bed. You will not catch me following any strange <laughs> noises in the night. That's just common sense. What the fuck is wrong with these girls? You don't go looking for the weird noise. You walk away from it. Yeah, seriously. Who are you? Yeah, and they find out they not latched the, the gate correctly, and a tox-infested bear gets in to their school and starts, like, tearing things apart killing girls left and right it is chaos so like they go outside one girl gets killed because like they couldn't outrun the bear and they start like barricading themselves in they like go to find the headmistress and she tells them to like line up by year and then by alphabetically i guess and then leads them to like this room that's like locked from the outside super sketchy 10 out of 10 don't recommend going into a classroom that locks from the outside yeah that just seems like uh child abuse and but yeah and then she looks at taylor and is like grab her and i was like oh hetty's finally gonna fucking get it they grab reese instead and then lock all the girls in the room and set off the fire alarms which releases the water that is like lead infused that spiked. we find out yeah is like spiked with the gas and it's just like girls start dropping yeah left and right and Hetty's like, fuck, we got to get out of here. We got to go. Time to skedaddle. And there's like, I guess like this veining in the glass of the door that like 
she punches through and like loses the use of her left hand and i'm like <laughs> what does that see solve in one eye, you lose your hand seriously like, okay i guess and they they get out and mo- like i think what was it like 10 girls died in that room yeah so after that they start barricading shit and start trying to protect themselves against despair and i have a quote written down this is probably from like when they found the canister but they're like they said they they'd help they promise in reference to the navy and i was just like oh sweetie you trusted a government agency that was your first mistake (laughs) yeah and that's when um doesn't hattie she says like oh my dad's in the navy like he wouldn't do this and i was like wow this is just too real for the times right now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, so the she says, my dad's in the Navy. He would never do this. And then the headmistress, they like corner the headmistress. Yes. Her and Reese. And she says that to him, her. And the headmistress is like, all of your parents think you're dead. Yeah, that's like, what I was. Parents, you're dead. Yeah. First of all, even if that's true, like I get that's why like the CDC would get away with getting doing what they Hypothetically, did. Hypothetically, yeah. But, like, how is that not front page news? Seriously. A school full of girls is And dead. you know for a fact, like people would be trying to get over to that island all the time. All the dumbass teenagers would be trying to get yeah. over there. Like, how did they hide that from the news? Because I get that's how, why, how the CDC was able to control the parents of, like, asking questions and, like, trying to be involved. But, like, how do they not control the parents of being like, your kid's dead? So is mine. Let's go to fucking CNN. And also, how have the parents not... Ask for their kids' bodies? bodies? Yeah, that's basically exactly what I was trying to say. Like, have they not, like, demanded to see their kids' bodies? Yeah. That's just, that's just so like, Especially, Especially with Hedy's dad yeah, in the Navy. Like, the Navy. he could have figured out how to get over there exactly hi i'm a captain in the navy i'd like to go see where my daughter is fucking dead like too many plot holes right with that exactly so yeah they they corner her and realize that like the headmistress has been the one like behind orchestrating having these girls go over to the cdc and get tested and she had like filled the or put like the gas or the or lead. I think it's lead. It was gunpowder. Yeah. It was gunpowder. Into in the, the water because that's like, you know, a peaceful death. Even quote unquote. That sounds like really it sounds horrible. Okay. Yeah. And they are like, yo, what the actual fuck? Like, you're insane. And they book so they it out force of there. feed it to her. Yes. Like they force it down her throat. And I'm like, that's some queen shit. Like, get it. <laughs> Fucking get it. But then at this point, we switch back to, to buy it, it, or a little bit before it. Yeah. And they switch back, and you find out that, like, they're shutting down yes. that whole CDC center. And they're and they basically kill, kill, buy it. Buy it. With the same gas that they gave them. Yes. And this part is really graphic, too. You see her finding a scaffold, and she sees something moving in her arm, and she literally, like, cuts it out. And all I could think, all I could think was, oh my god, these bitches really just had tapeworms. That's it. I was like, Parasite Bong, is that you? <laughs> I was Hello. thinking the same like, thing. Par- like, they literally just had these, like, worms in their bodies. And she, like, cut it out. And then you see her, like, stumbling out of the building. And she, her just, like, slumping over against a wall. And so then we flip back and the girls are, like, attacking the headmistress. And they find out the reason that they took by it in the first place was because she knows the school so well because her dad was part of the um maintenance staff and you mean reese reese yes jesus christ reese her dad mr harker was part of the maintenance staff he lived on the island so she knew how to drive a boat his boat that was still on the island 
So they were going to take her and make her show them how to use it, her headmistress and Taylor, so they could escape. So Exactly. They kill headmistress, queen shit, and decide to take the boat for themselves. And they pack up a bunch of the shit that the headmistress was hoarding in her office and dip like the fuck out. Like an asshole. Yeah. Like dip out. And I'm and this is also another reason why I gave it half of a star because it's like you yeah. don't find out really what happened to the other girls until like right a little while later but they go down they get on the boat and they sail away and then go to the other side of the island and see figure out that that's where they were keeping by it it. um so hetty's like we have to go back and reese is like uh the fuck we do there are military jets coming to blow this shit up let's bounce (laughs) and hetty was like no we're gonna get by it so they go to the entrance of the welcome center and like they see like it's empty pretty much and they see blood tracks on the floor i'm like why wouldn't you follow those like if you're looking for somebody and this place is empty you follow the blood that's investigating 101 fucking facts like if you're looking for someone and there's blood trails huh exactly but they don't and they go and they find her chart they see the worm on the ground, like, wriggling around. And I was like, oh, that's gross. Right, exactly. But then they find her outside and she's, like, dead, kind of. Ends up, like, <gasps> reviving herself. Because the way that the gas they had given her works was, like, it was meant to kill the tox, not her. And since the tox wasn't in her, there was nothing to kill. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So... They have to, like, lift her up because they can see these jets that the Navy sent to blow up the school and kill all the girls. So they, like, lift her up. I'm like, homie, you saw a wheelchair, like, five feet away. You could have put her in and just been on your way. But they chose to fucking carry her. That is not, like... They wanted to be a hero. Yeah. And Reese was like, drop her. She's dead weight. Hetty was like, no. And I was like, you know what? And I wrote down, I was like, I give all of my friends full permission to drop me. I'm dead weight. I know I am. I am not <laughs> athletic. I know I'm going to be the one that has to sacrifice themselves if a bear is ever attacking us because, like, I'm not going to get away. And I fully have exactly that. But then they get in the boat and by it is, like, asleep again, I guess. And they're just, like, trying to get back to Maine. Right? Yeah. yeah. They're trying to get back to, like, the mainland. To Maine. And this is where it gets a little, like too open-ended for my taste yes this is why i was like i think is there a sequel because i felt like this could be leading to something on the boat where hetty has um a flare-up because she originally wanted to cut out the worm in her and the yeah reese was like i don't know if this is gonna kill you i'm not gonna do that and then hetty has a flare-up on the boat and she like coughs something like it has like something stuck in her throat and literally again so graphic makes grease yeah. like, reach into her throat and pull it out with her claw and it's like a fucking another heart like beating heart and i was like i didn't need this <laughs> i didn't ask for that this is the end we don't need more climactic shit happening but okay um and then she like reese like turns off the boat and hetty's like what are you doing she's like i can't waste gas like we just kind of have to idle until the tide changes and then hetty like passes out and like that's how the book ends and I was like, yeah. is that <laughs> that's it? That's it? Yeah. I got real old man in the sea vibes from that. And I was like, I'm not, I'm having war flashbacks to high school. We're not oh, doing I hate this. That. Yeah. So overall, I think the book had a fantastic premise, but would have benefited from the book being told in two different times. 
So yes. a time during the talks and time before the talks. And maybe even having a chapter, like, more than just, like, Hetty passes out because, like, she just coughed up or this like extra heart. Or, like, an epilogue. Yes. And it could still be vague, but, yeah. like, you need to wrap up some stuff because there's still too many, like, questions. If, like, what if happened there to... isn't a sequel to this. If right. If there isn't. If there isn't. Which I've heard, like, it could go either way. So. Yeah. We'll see. Let's hope that she does a sequel because I would love a sequel. Same. And on that note, Reese deserved better 2020. She did. Reese and Julia, because I like Julia. Julia a lot. Yes, but like from the core three, Reese deserved better 2020. For sure. She was dealing with a lot. Homegirl was, had a lot going on. <sighs> yeah, she really did. Also, this book is often described as like a feminist Lord of the Flies. And mm. I could kind of see that, but I really wouldn't, that wouldn't be how I would describe it. I think Lord of the Flies, which I hate, I think it's a horrible book. <laughs> it's, oh, I can't stand it. It's, like, supposed to be a statement on, like, what would happen without... Law and order. Law and order, exactly. And this book isn't, I feel like, is not a statement on that. I think Mm -hmm. it's more, like, what happens when leadership goes awry. Because you have leadership. They're just not doing their job. A couple last, like, wrap-up points. I really liked how um, Powers doesn't feed into girls hating girls in this book at all. Like a lot of she, the relationships are all women and women because it's an all girls school, right, which I love. Right, and they're it's all like positive. Yes. Which is super nice. And even like Hetty will make like occasionally like a comment about like before the talks, be like, Oh, that girl stole my jacket mm-hmm. uh and punched me in the face one time, but whatever. Like she's yes. like, like the petty like, gr- petty teenage yeah. girl drama. We loved it. it. Yeah. So it's I like how she does that. Um I also do wish there was a little more motivation for like the villains in this book. Or like because, a little like, more explanation for their motivation. Right, that's what I mean. Like yeah. the headmaster or headmistress like turns evil, but you really don't know why she turns evil. And yeah. I think like maybe maybe that's like because the tax got in her and like turned into like a crazy yeah. like bitch. Um because <laughs> she is. But like there's just not enough reason. Like even if you could put like a sentence of like oh, this must have been, like, what the tox turned her into. Like, see, this is where it would have been nice to get a, like, view from, like, before the tox. Yeah. Because then you could have seen her being, like, a competent, good headmistress. A forward. Or not a forward. Like a, uh, like a... Prologue? Yes. A prelogue. prelogue about, like, what it was before. And then, like... Right. A prelogue. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that would have been nice... I also wanted to talk about how Welch thought they were, like, poisoning the food. Do you think they were actually poisoning the food? I think they were doing it. Do you think so? Because they make a comment, Hetty makes a comment, oh, Welch was on our side the whole time. And so that made me think, oh, maybe they are. Because, like, at first, I was like, no, they're not poisoning the food. That's, like, crazy. And then when she made that comment, I was like, holy crap, they were poisoning the food. Yeah, because even Headmistress was, like, Welch was trying to, like, protect you guys and, like, making, like, and... Especially with, like, Bochef, like, she was doing that. And I was, like, there's, especially, like, with this, like, they don't know what's going to kill them. So they would right. probably, like, poison, like, half the food to see what would happen. Like, there's no consequence because the right. whole world thinks these girls are dead. Right. But, yeah, no, I think Welsh was on their side. I think she was trying to protect them, even if she was super bitchy and sus about it. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, that's it. That, that, and that was The Wilder Girls. And that is Wilder Girls. By Rory Girls. Powers. We hope you guys liked that episode. Like we said, it's 
a rough one. Yeah. I mean, I really liked Wilder Girls when I read it. I loved it. I think I do mention it in, in the episode. It's, like, marketed as a, uh, like a, like a feminist Lord of the Flies, but I definitely see it as, like, a whole separate entity. I don't even think it touches Lord of the Flies. I think it's yeah. way better. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I just love that it was authentic to, like, the female experience of, like, growing up with the added addition of, you know, growing tails and claws and shit, you know? And crusty eyes. Ugh. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> you know, this would have been That's a good like one. That's, like, my big fear. Really? Is, like, having, like, like, if I have to, like, if something happened, is like, for my, like, to, like be tortured with my eyes Ew. like if someone's like you know what i yeah, mean yeah, yeah like we all have that fear of like your hand getting crushed or something and, like my eyes Ugh. that's what freaks me out Ugh. yuck that was mine but yes yeah, so we hope you guys like this episode you can follow us on twitter at bookaholics pod you can find me on goodreads alicia reads 13 or on storygraph alicia reads and you can find me on twitter at hbi cheska or on instagram at francesca hope and we'll see you for the next one Bye.